So yeah. that night when I got home, it was like really windy out, and something hit the window in my in my family's house. And again, that scared the daylights out of me. I was like, "Oh my god, the devil is here!" Like, <laughs> I was so scared. Back to our regularly go. scheduled programming. Yes. I kind of missed, there were like topics that I wanted to talk about last week. So I'm like, I kind of missed it. <laughs> no, I think we've, it's been a three week break from this. Cause remember we took, <gasps> we took a break for You're a week right. and then we did You're the right. mega media moment and now we're back. So we have missed a couple of things, but it was also kind of dead, like pre new year's of course. Mm-hmm. So I think we're mostly That's true. Good. Yeah, we're mostly yeah. covered. But yes, we are back. You're wearing your cute little DW sweater. What? <laughs> what? Are you not? The camera's glitching again. Oh my god! Oh my god! I see it. We see it. Oh my god! <laughs> but my audio isn't glitching, right? No. <laughs> okay. Oh it's my so god. Funny. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I can see oh it too. God. Oh. Okay, you guys. Um so okay, st- <laughs> hey, maybe this will give us content for the, the gram. So feel free to keep recording. Oh, this is weird. that was oh my god, your arm. I can't. Uh, <laughs> okay, so guys, for context, hold on. I'm gonna stop my video for a second and I'll bring it back and see if it oh my god, that's so, so funny. <laughs> for some reason, you guys, I reset my PC because I was having random little issues with it. Like for instance, it wouldn't I play Jackbox games all the time with like Robin and Riley, and it wouldn't let me start them. I don't know. I didn't change anything on my computer. It just would not play them no matter what I did. It didn't fix it. I reinst- I uh, deleted, reinstalled all that jazz. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm just going to reset my computer because I really have nothing stored on it except for like audio recordings because I mainly use it for the podcast. So I reset it the other day and everything, everything seemed hunky dory. I was like, oh, sweet. Everything's <laughs> working again. And then I was recording the Glee version with Nick the other day and my camera started doing some whack shit on zoom. (laughs) I've never seen that before. I've literally never seen that happen to someone on zoom. I know it was doing like, it was the screen was turning green. It looked like I was getting hacked by someone in the matrix. The screen was turning green and buzzing (laughs) and crackling. And I was getting them all that shit. And then I kind of forgot that that had happened because I turned my camera back on after we were done recording and everything was fine and now it's happening again because when i just got on zoom to record with ely it's doing Mm -hmm. it's not as crazy like there's no green hyper lighting effects but it's basically turning me and my existence into a living he's tweaking that's really what it looks like ely took a video so hopefully she'll post it on the gram um but i'm not a fan i've had it turned off for like a minute now so Part of me is like, let's turn it back on and see if it does it again. I hope it doesn't because you know, <clears throat> that was funny. I like maybe it's myself. something that happens only when you're recording. Oh, no, because it happened literally right when I got on before oh. I hit the record button. So mm. let's just hope it doesn't happen. I don't know why it's happening. The camera itself, I don't think is broken. Ugh. I, I kind of hate my laptop, to be honest. I kind of do. But I'm annoyed because... La- like I said, I only really use this laptop for the podcast. So really only like 
I don't know, let's say four to five hours a week. And in my mind, I'm like, why would I buy like a 600 plus dollar laptop just for that? So this laptop was like $300, but the budgetary of it all shows. Okay. Oh, it's doing it again. Fine. I'll stop it. And then maybe I'll try and come on intermittently. Mm -hmm. Whatever. We have things to get into. So let's just get yeah, into it. Yeah, we got it. a lot today. So sorry you won't be able to look in my face. But like I said, I'll try again Ugh. later. And maybe you'll get spurts of laughter from it breaking again. So anyway, speaking of spurts of laughter, let's get into the news. Uh, I'm sure y'all heard about this debacle last week with trying Pathetic. to elect the House Speaker. So everyone basically knew that Kevin McCarthy was being teed up to be the House Speaker. Uh, he's he's a Republican. But there were some mm -hmm. choice Congress people that <laughs> were uh, detractors and were steadfast in not voting for him. And so he did not have enough votes to be elected the house speaker. And so it took 15 rounds of voting in four days for the house to finally elect him speaker. I'm actually kind of surprised because I didn't see this as the most likely outcome. I thought that the, the Republicans, I think there were what, like 16 of them initially, and they got whittled down um, enough so that he could be voted. But I had thought that since the Democrats were so staunchly, like every single one of them was voting for Hakeem Jeffries. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe there was a way that in, since they were so adamantly against McCarthy, that maybe some of these detractors would just to spite him and the rest of the GOP would vote, vote for, for the Hakeem Democrat. Jeffries. Oh my God. Wouldn't that they, have been something? They clearly only cared about making a statement. And I will kind of give this to them. Like I'm talking about like Matt Gates, um, Lauren Bober, those loons. They they did get attention with the stupid things. They they did. Did. I mean, Matt they Gates attention. voted for Trump twice. And it's like, what? Like you're you're <laughs> only doing that for attention. There's no way that it would actually happen. So it's it's just really embarrassing for the GOP. And nothing could get done, of course, during all of last week because we couldn't swear in the new Congress. Couldn't yeah. couldn't do anything. I mean, right. the cynical part of me could say that nothing really gets done anyway <laughs> especially with Boop. like a locked up congress Seriously. but yeah it was embarrassing and kind of fun to watch but then after like a day i was like all right come on well i feel like it's really um like foreshadowing how 2024 is gonna go and honestly now i'm a little excited i'm like oh this is gonna be hilarious for them <laughs> no i agree i definitely think I think I mentioned this before. I'm more excited about politics than I have been in basically like seven years. And it's because of this drama, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Because if Trump wasn't running again, I would be like, okay, they're fine. But the fact that Trump is running again, uh, and like, you know, it's going to divide the party. It just, yes. I, I can't wait. <laughs> and I think that the 16 or so detractors in these rounds of voting are indicative of that small portion, well, not small, it's surprisingly large portion of the country that will still vote for Trump no matter what. And you're right, mm -hmm. I think that will divide votes, it'll divide primaries, it's crazy. So yeah, but 
unfortunately he was elected so we have kevin mccarthy as the new house speaker we'll see if he's better than nancy pelosi honestly it's not hard (laughs) to achieve that in my mind but of course in the democrats mind especially like corporate democrats they love nancy pelosi and they think she's god so anyway (laughs) i'm not gonna turn this into nancy pelosi slander once again i've done that enough okay yeah Moving on. So speaking of embarrassing things, this came out today, uh, the story that President Biden and some, well, President Biden said that he was surprised when his staff told him that some classified documents had been discovered at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. And the main reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I'm not personally mad at it. Like, woohoo they were probably they even said like they were found in a box in a locked closet and Mm. that they were turned over to the archives willingly and this happened like back in november i don't know why it's coming up now so i'm not mad at it like whatever they're probably not super important but i'm so annoyed because you just know that this is giving the republicans fodder that's all they're gonna talk about that's all they're gonna talk about yeah and they don't deserve that especially when they're already wasting all this time getting into like hunter biden's sex life and and all this shit that does not matter and does not help the american people so and also of course it detracts from i am not the legitimacy but like I'm really hoping that the the serious issues and crimes committed by Trump with his document hoarding, which those are like actual classified serious documents and and tons of them. I feel like this is going to detract from the potency of that. And I thought that that was something that might actually lead to maybe not imprisonment, but some sort of some sort of punishment for him. And I feel like this takes away from that. And, and of yeah. course, he already made comments about it on True Social. Of course. What are your thoughts? No, I mean, I feel the same. I feel the same way. It's like, you know, they're going to talk about it and it's just going to make make it seem like what Trump did is like not as bad as it actually was, even though the like circumstances are completely different. And like the even like the way that the documents were obtained is completely different. Like it's different, but you know that the Republicans are just going to use this as like gas for themselves. They're going to be like, "See, look." Yup. Anyway, moving on to more (sighs) embarrassing stuff. So, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, he was on Bloomberg's Wall Street Talk. No, Wall Street Week. So he was on this show last week to praise the Federal Reserve for coming around on the idea of inflation. And then he was touting this idea that you need to increase unemployment, ergo cut jobs to contain inflation and to stop it from getting worse. Um, Because, of course, in his mind, he even made an allusion to this that that would really help out corporations and it'll help everyone out in the end because then they'll put those jobs back and you can just reapply for them. And this is all uh, yes. incredibly ironic because he was saying all this on Zoom and in the background, he's on a tropical beach island. There's palm trees <laughs> behind him, reclining chairs. He's clearly at some sort of resort that he paid a lot of money for. Ay. That's it in a nutshell, that isn't is it? That is very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the jokes write themselves at this point. It's like I don't even have to. I don't even have to say anything else. It's like you, you just that. That's it. That's the tweet. No, really, it's one of those like 
SNL type things where yeah, no, like that <laughs> that's what's sad. It's like all these things. It's like, is this a joke? It's not. Okay, great. Thanks. Well, well, this is why I can understand when pe some people argue that satire is dead because because I mean, it's our life satire is satire, right? Yeah. <laughs> How do you make satire out of a, a real life joke? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, let's end on something positive. So okay. it was announced today that the ozone layer, if y'all don't know, that's the thin layer protecting the earth from sun's rays and radiation is actually on its way to recovering. Thanks wow. to decades of work to get rid of ozone damaging chemicals. Ooh. This is what the United Nations announced today. So there's legitimacy to it. Nice. So two years after the hole in the ozone layer was discovered, I believe this is back all the way back in 1983, um, a bunch of international bodies adopted some global agreement called the Montreal Protocol, which established the phase out of over 100 synthetic chemicals that were tied to the destru destruction of the ozone layer. And in the latest report on this progress of the protocol, apparently reports come out every so often. This panel confirmed that nearly 99% of banned ozone depleting substances have been phased out. And if current policies stay in place, the ozone layer is expected to recover to pre-1980 values by 2040. Holy shit. So that's good news. Yeah, that's great news. Wow. Whew. <laughs> I know. <Whew>. Something. <laughs> Something. I mean, I'm sure climate change will still be happening at a rapid rate totally but totally at but least this the is earth will positive. be getting a sunburn well and i feel like this just positive in the sense that like as um old people and climate deniers seem to be like phasing out of leadership positions it kind of only goes up from here fingers crossed yeah and it's also evidence like real true evidence that if you enact shit to fix things yeah it works there could be results yeah yeah so take note uh congress it's not going to happen but uh <laughs> you can take note at least and with that i'm going to pass it to you but i'm going to attempt to turn on my camera again and let's see if it uh -oh. breaks okay let's we'll see, see how happens. long i last Whew, hello that's what she said okay anyway <laughs> um okay so very interesting day in music um the coachella lineup was announced today Oh. <laughs> um, but it's really cool because um sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so some of the headliners uh for Coachella this year include uh Bad Bunny, Wild, Black Pink, and Frank Ocean. So this is gonna be a really good year, I think. Blinks rise up. Yeah. Um <sighs> some other people performing. We have Rosalia. Charlie XCX, Labyrinth. Oh. Labyrinth um, is cool. Kelly Uchis, um, Dominic Fike. Who else? Mm. <laughs> Remy Wolf, I, I heard, is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, take a look. It's on their, um, on their Instagram, of course. But the headliners, Bad Bunny, that's going to be insane. Well, um, Frank Ocean to me is exciting because hopefully maybe especially with this position maybe he'll be performing new music or announcing new music or something for the for those of you who don't know it's going on seven years since blonde which is one of my favorite albums 
So I would like for him to release. I mean, he's put out some singles here and there, but it's been a couple of years since yeah. even that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, everybody is hopeful, but still, it'll be great to have like some fresh live con new content from him. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's exciting. And then um, also something I thought was interesting that it came out in music news today. Kate Hudson, the actress, has signed with Sandbox Entertainment Group for music management. Um, and apparently she has written an album that she plans to release. God. Why? <laughs> Why now? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she said writing this album over the past year and a half has been the most gratifying and immersive experience. Oh, um, no. And in signing with Sandbox, she's going to be joining a roster that includes Kelsey Ballerini, Dan and Shay, Faith Hill, Casey Musgraves, Little Big Town, and the Johnny Cash Estate, which makes me believe, is this a country album? It sounds like it. Look, I don't want to put anyone in a box necessarily, but it's giving, especially since with the year and a half comment, it's giving, uh, I was inspired in quarantine to make music. <laughs> and it's just as odd because it would have made more sense to me if she did this like 20 years ago after Almost Famous came out, which of course yeah. is one of her most famous roles and she sings in it. So it is kind of odd that it's happening now, but yeah, whatever. we'll listen to it. Sure. I mean, after her Glee performance, come on, it could have been. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. She was actually oh my like, God. pretty much oh. my favorite celebrity guest in Glee. She slayed. Yeah, <laughs> she did. No, she really slayed. <laughs> she popped off. Because wasn't oh she was in um wait she was singing with Santana in there are worse things I could do oh my god wait I'm gonna listen no to that she later. was part of her mashup of uh Americana Americano and uh, what was the J Lo song Dance Again that it was iconic no she was good in Glee wow yeah <laughs> okay, okay so maybe when I'm you more open to that to episode this. I can be your guest <laughs> oh okay yeah I'm fine with that be like come on. Or season four, just to what? Why did you widen your eyes like that? Sorry, I I don't know if you heard. Sherry was doing the thing where she like shakes her bed. <laughs> oh, I love when she does that. She did it for like really long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys, you you can come on, talk to us. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. Um, something else that's actually really cool that happened this week. Um, over a decade after its release, Lady Gaga's Bloody Mary debuted on the Hot 100 thanks to a new TikTok trend where people do the dance from Wednesday to that song. Um, and so the track debuted at number 68 this week, despite not ever actually being featured on the show. It's just the song that people yeah. use to do the dance to, which is really funny. Um, TikTok so is that's wild. Cool. It is wild with what comes back. I it's know. like it's like one thing a month at this point where it's just some random like sometimes it's really big like running up that hill. Yeah. Sometimes it's not so big like this, but still it is wild. No, it's still like really impactful cuz I mean, think about it. This is like the top 100 songs for the week like across plat all platforms like yeah. everywhere. You know, it's it's huge. So that's pretty that's really interesting. Um, okay, and then this week, SZA's SOS hits a fourth week at number one on the Hot 200, which makes it the first R&B album by a woman to spend its first four weeks at number one in nearly 30 years. Um, Janet Jackson's album, Janet, was the one to do it before oh. SOS. So that's really interesting. Um, and I also saw another tweet earlier that this is the first r&b album by a woman to spend four weeks at number one um 
since Alicia Keys, uh, As I Am, I think in 2008. So that's interesting. Now I have a question that I think maybe our audience wants to know too. Have you listened to anything else besides this album yet? Actually, I have. I have. This week okay. I've been listening to Five Seconds Flat by Lizzie McAlpine um, oh. while I'm working, but... I still every single day I listen to I listen to something from SOS at least every single day oh wow mm-hmm. well we know who your top artist is going to be with rap I next mean, year hey we'll see I don't know we still got a lot of year left <laughs> that's true Kaylani could release some masterpiece who knows oh she rolled yeah, we'll her see. eyes <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see um and then something else that i just thought was fun and exciting miley cyrus is releasing new music this year she put what did she say new year new miley new music something yeah. like that um but like the funny marketing. thing is <laughs> yes the funny thing is she's dropping her single um on her ex-husband liam hemsworth's birthday so hashtag stay petty queen that is wild i did not know that until just this moment Mm-hmm. so her new her first solo single flowers will drop january 13th so that's really soon keep an eye out y'all better be listening it is um i'm excited i know nick is very excited he really likes her and we watched her and dolly's new year's eve mm-hmm. i did not talk about this i don't think i haven't had the opportunity dolly was lip syncing the house down and oh I, mean, I heard there was a little badly. bit of a fiasco yeah. um, <laughs> she was not doing a good job but whatever still iconic but Miley she looked great she was like chill I think she's in her she's in a like good era right now she and is. I'm yeah, excited she looks really good lately yeah I'm excited what the album is going to sound like because Plastic Hearts was going for like a modern Joan Jet type of thing I wonder if she's going to mm-hmm. try and continue that I don't know. She's kind of like a chameleon. You know, she kind of yeah. moves in between different genres. She can do a lot. She could do a lot. I really want her to do like an album of covers because Miley is like the queen of covers. She does the best covers. So Oh yeah, the harder last cover is all time. Everything. She does so she's done so many covers just on like live TV. Um she's so good at like redoing other people's music that I'm like, I want an album of that. Oh, she did a cover. You're so right. She did a cover on, oh my God, what was this? It was some like unplugged type of thing. What was it? I'll think about it and I'll like probably send it to you later, but you're right. She's so good at covers. She's really good. She's done also one that's coming to mind is when she did the Ariana Grande, um, No Tears, No Tears Left to Cry. Yeah. No Tears Left <laughs> to Cry. I had to like, I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, and she did it honestly a little bit. I mean, she did it differently than Ariana does it, but it's, it was like sounded really good for her voice. So love that. It's bothering me. So I'm going to look up on YouTube, Miley Cyrus cover and see what comes up because oh it's bothering me. I need to know what I'm thinking about. You ever get in that moment where you're like, what am I? Totally. Oh, oh, uh, why'd you only call me when you're high by the Arctic mm. Monkeys? That cover she did on, yes, MTV Unplugged that cover is good you see what i'm saying though she's great i love miley oh yes okay passing it back to you okay well so i've been like very paranoid during the music segment because of my camera but i don't want to jinx it but it's been good you guys then shut up okay I i have a wooden table right in front of me so i'm gonna knock on that anyway so this wasn't this wasn't on the outline until an hour ago it is now 9 p.m i put this on around 8 p.m but 
we start recording at 8 30 p.m and the golden globe started tonight at eight so mm-hmm. i was like okay you know what i'm just gonna put them on begrudgingly i have very mixed feelings about the globes because i don't like i don't like the whole i just feel like they put a band-aid on everything you know it was it was it came out because of course once george floyd was murdered in 2020 we had this huge racial reckoning in the united states i know you and i have thoughts on this because it's just so funny that everyone everywhere was like oh my god black people are a thing now um and that's when it came out that golden globes didn't have any black members and that became a huge issue for them they did not air a ceremony last year um (laughs) in early 2022 NBC dropped them and then it was revealed that NBC picked them up again for this year uh and I have some notes on the first 30 minutes so first of all okay share your notes oh why you say like that (laughs) why don't you just tell me to shut up do you like not care no, I do care. I just think it's funny how you hate it so much that you said about Quinta, not her going to the award ceremony. Is okay. it if you were nominated to an award and you got free okay. booze all night, okay. you wouldn't go? Okay, I'll get to this. I will get to that. I have. I will explain myself. So first of all, they, even though they got a surprising, a very surprising amount of actual nominees and celebrities to show up, they could not get a quote-unquote celebrity to host so they end up getting jared carmichael if you don't know who jared carmichael is he's a black gay stand-up comedian and actually he directed a film last year that i really enjoyed called uh, on the count of three which was this like dark comedy about two friends that want to commit suicide but then they like enjoy the day together and they decide not to commit suicide it was very sweet but I was like really uncomfortable by his opening monologue. He was kind of awkward. Like it didn't get off to a great start because he came on, everyone was like cheering and clapping and he just kept saying like, settle, settle, settle down, settle, settle. He said it like 15 times, just pacing the stage, settle. And I thought it was leading to a joke, but it wasn't. He just started talking. So he, it seemed like he was actually annoyed by people clapping, which was weird. And then he, I don't know if the cameraman was expecting this. He sat down on the stage. And so the camera was at a weird angle. And maybe I'm not just, maybe I'm not into his type of comedy, but he's very dry and he takes a long time to get to the joke. Like he talks very slowly. And so for the better part of 10 minutes, it was just like him joking about how he got the gig. And it felt very like unfunny to me because it was the same joke over and over. The joke was, he got the gig because no one else wanted it and they wanted a black person and it got very repetitive. I'm like, okay. So that wasn't a good start to me. And then I realized I started seeing audience shots and I was like, there's a lot of celebrities here that I was not expecting. I guess I had heard word that they were having a hard time getting presenters because people understandably wanted to avoid the globes but then I was like, oh, Margot Robbie's here. Jenna Ortega is here. Um, Michelle Yeoh is here. Steven Spielberg's here. Like, all these people are here. And I'm like, okay. And so back to what you were saying about Quinta Brunson, I think I'm just a little bit surprised and I guess you could say annoyed is because, like, I bet you more than half of these people, like, a couple of years ago posted some sort of black square or, you know, went to a black lives matter protest or did something. 
And now it's like, they're just here at this ceremony. And I guess it just kind of annoys me because it shows how kind of like vapid the rich and famous can be, I guess. Cause like, oh, now that they're nominated for an award, they're going to show up and like, who cares? Well, I feel like the same can be said for like people that go to Chick-fil-A and like, you know, people that still do shit where even though, even though, you know, it's like somewhat supporting, um, shitty people like i feel like it's not even exclusive to the rich and famous at this point like everybody does it we've you know i I guess so also breaking news regarding the golden globes i just saw a text from nick uh michelle yo apparently has just won best actress drama which is kind of a big deal because of course we know it was neck and neck between her and Kate blanchett so that's but also that makes me nervous because um it's like the Hollywood Foreign Press really isn't any of the same people voting. So it's like no. for other awards. So it's like. No, but they still, they do matter in a context. Like they call it the awards circuit for a reason. And the Golden Globes has historically been like the first stop. One thing I do really like about them is they they get it. It's January. Having the awards ceremony. I have to wait two more months for the Oscars. That's crazy. The Oscars, I feel like they've yeah. been pushing it too. Every year it gets later no, and later. And I'm that's like, crazy. So I do appreciate that they do that. Um, so it does matter in a sense. But yeah, I see what you mean. Like, you know, the, it's not the like industry it voting necessarily, for them. Yeah, like set a precedent. Like call me when Michelle Yeoh wins a SAG award. Yeah. But again, it's like, I feel like. It is exciting the, though. The speeches, like for instance, the speeches help. So if anyone might've been on the fence about Kihoi Kwan, for instance, and they saw his speech, which I'm going to get to in a minute, then they may be like, oh, I'm going to give that guy an Oscar. You know what I mean? So that sort of thing. Yeah, Watching that's, Michelle Yeoh give a speech might help yeah. sway someone who might not have voted for her. So anyway, let's move on. I'm just, I, I'm just surprised that that many celebrities were like, oh, I'm going to show up because if anything, I just thought maybe more people would give it a year or two years or something. They were like, nope, let's show up. I, but, well, also, I feel like this was like a bigger year as far as like releases and like people who like really did some good stuff, um, like Angela Bassett yeah. and like Abbott Elementary. I think they've had two wins so far tonight. So it's like, I feel like this is a big year for, especially a big year for a lot of people who are who are up for awards like for the first time or could be winning for the yeah, first time. Yeah, that's true. I was like, imagine not going, you know. And I also think in a in an ironic sense, it worked out for the Globes because a lot of the performances in particular that were nominated are like strong performances from black people. And so I think they're like, whoa, shit, this works out for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's talk about Kihoi Kwan because that was the first award of the night. It was best supporting actor in any film. They they do they separate best picture between comedy and drama and the main performances, comedy and drama, but they do not do that for supporting performances. So he won, not surprisingly, of course. I love him. You could tell that everyone in that room loves him. He got a standing ovation. His speech, I don't know if you've watched it yet because it happened like 15 minutes before recording, but it made me cry. It was so sweet. Um, I love how passionate he is about it, even though it's just the Golden Globe. I. I can't imagine how he's going to feel when he gets that Oscar in his hands. I'm going to knock on wood for that too, even though I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Um, Since Steven Spielberg was there, because he's nominated for best director, he got to thank Steven Spielberg to his face for giving him his start in uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, So that was very sweet. And then uh, Angela Bassett won best supporting actress for 
Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It was funny because Jennifer Hudson was the presenter for both of these. And for, for Key, she just was like, oh, you're the winner. And then when she <laughs> announced Angela Bassett, she was thrilled. She was like, whoa, Angela Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> she was stoked. I so love that. Was that was funny. And Angela gave a sweet speech too. And I don't necessarily think, see, this is one where I'm skeptical. Skeptical. I don't think she's going to take home the Oscars. She'll probably get nominated. I hope she gets nominated. I don't think maybe, I don't even really think she, I, I mean, her performance in Wakanda Forever was great. Don't get me wrong. But I would say in competition with some of the other performances that we've seen throughout the year, I don't think she needs to win. But I think she deserves at least a nomination, like recogni- recognition at the highest level yeah. for that performance. I think she will get, I think she will get nominated. I definitely think she will. I feel like the Oscars are so fucking like thirsty to please um, black people. Like they will, if Black Panther got a best picture nomination, I think her acting could get, which, you know, of course I loved Black Panther, but you're really telling me that movie deserved the best picture? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was, most insane thing ever. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> oh god um but they're also trying to cater to the mainstream so that they can get better ratings so exactly. yeah oh <laughs> remember the remember, remember they were gonna introduce the best popular film <gasps> Oh my God. No, when they did the fan vote last year, that was cringy. Yeah. The fan vote was cringy. All the Snyder bros, like, they totally <laughs> man carried Justice League Snyder ridiculous. cut to the. Yeah, that was, it was absolutely weird. ridiculous. Um, a new update from Nick. Sorry, my phone is like sitting on the table and I could see things come in. Apparently, they tried playing Michelle Yo out, like, with music. <gasps> she said, Shut up. I can beat you up. And ah! they stopped <gasps> playing the music. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to watch her. Love speed. that for her. I love um, that. Anyway, speaking of Marvel, you know, we were just talking about Wakanda forever. There was mm-hmm. a new trailer that dropped last night for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which you mm. and I briefly texted about, but let's just put voices to words. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we've, we, you know, we've talked about this. I don't remember if it was on the pod or in person, but I'm not particularly thrilled for the next year of Marvel content. There's really nothing that I'm like, yes except for guardians three because i just love the guardians but besides that which we know you know that's not going to be like connected to the larger narrative because the guardians films have not historically been they've been insulated so i'm just like i don't know you guys it looks very not good to me and just like a mess of particles and pixels and shit well on top of that um, I was excited for this movie because it was supposed, especially after Loki, I was excited to see Jonathan Majors again as King the Conqueror. And I thought they were really going to, to like introduce him as like this, like just insanely evil being um, and like have it be, you know, really good. But and I will say historically, the Ant-Man movies have not been my favorite. Um, True. I didn't like the first one, but then I started to like it better once I watched the second one because the second one was awful. <laughs> um, and, you know, good for women, but also like, what <laughs> the hell? I did not like the second one. So I was disappointed when they were like, yeah, we're sticking with the same team. 
for the third one. I was like, why? These movies are not good. <laughs> no, oh I know. God. The fact that they've kept Peyton Reed for all three films, I'm like, <sighs> oh, that's that's one of those good. things, too, where you really think you're like, oh, my God, imagine if they kept Edgar Wright for the first movie. How mm. amazing that could have been. <laughs> God, don't even. <laughs> so, yeah, that was not that was the first strike. And then the first trailer that they released, it was kind of like, <laughs> okay. Um, it was just a teaser. So I was like, I get it. You know, it doesn't really give that much insight into what the movie's about. So I'll give it a shot. But I did watch this trailer this morning. Um, and it seems like the only footage they added to this trailer was just Kang beating the shit out of Scott. And like, I was that yeah. supposed to get me hyped. He's literally getting his ass kicked. Like, is that supposed to hype me up? I don't know. I just, I know this is going to seem rich to especially non-Marvel people, but this film in particular just seems like it's 95% CGI and 5% actors on a green screen. Oh, and no. that just really is not grabbing Marvel me. Cheaping out on this stuff too. And you know what? I just watched um, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier last night, which I believe mm-hmm. is like chef's kiss. Perfect yeah. Film. Um. And it's like, how have we strayed so far from no, this? I, I think, you guys, I think we've gotten a little too crazy. Because when you go back and and look at uh, the Infinity Saga, for the yeah, most part, it actually is for, okay, compared to what we're getting now, it's it's fairly grounded, like, superhero storytelling. Because we have stuff like Captain, the Captain America films and the yeah. Iron Man films and... Um, like even the first Captain Marvel, for instance, it's like it's not that crazy. Like it's it's mainly focused on mm-hmm. the human element. Right. And and trying where possible to be practical. And now it just doesn't seem like it's that. It's getting at insane. All. And they're like, they're making shit up to make it seem like it's practical in this universe when really it's like that doesn't even make sense. It's like shut up. But yeah. also, um, Oh, I was going to say they're doing the thing that I always call. I think I've coined the term the Riverdaling it like they got they realized like people like this one thing that we did. okay, and then they're like, let's just make it crazier and crazier. And it's like we've strayed so far from the original plot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are you talking? And they've started adding on this insane amount. Like what? I mean, what it is Riverdaling it like Riverdale started off as a murder mystery television series about some kids trying to figure out what happened to their friend's brother. Okay. Yeah. Remember that. And when you remember that and then you look at the shit they're doing now, it's like, how did we get here? (laughs) They just like went off the rails where they're like, oh, you like that? Okay, we'll do it bigger and better every single time. And it's like, babe, you don't need to do that. You could have just stuck with what we liked and just done it again. I thought you were talking about the Thor Ragnarokification of how everyone was like, oh, Taika Waititi, you really did something cool with like humor and fantasy. Let's like really barf that up over 75% of our franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what I'm seeing is too... um, they're really cheaping out on things because they're creating so much content that I feel like they are trying to cut back on how much they're spending on things like the digital effects, how much they're paying the effects teams. And it's obvious it's starting to get really sloppy. And it's like, you guys have so much money. Like, can we just go back to when we only, I would rather get less Marvel content per year if it was quality, good writing, really good effects and wasn't fucking insane and unhinged. 
100% agree. We're supposed to get between five and six Disney Plus shows this year from Marvel. That is too much. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. The only I one watch I'm Loki. Even, <laughs> oh, the only one I'm even remotely interested in is Secret Invasion. Um, Olivia Colman. Okay, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Amelia yeah. Clark's in that. But the, I'm like, ugh. I don't yeah. know. And of course, and then the they're excitement. pushing. They just announced a bunch of delays, like a ton of yes. the shows that were supposed to yes. come out are now getting delayed super far. Well, yeah, like, so it might not happening? be five or six anymore. And it's like things I was maybe excited for. It's it's like the excitement level goes down as time passes because I get fatigued by these other extraneous releases so like after right after wakanda forever i was excited for an Ironheart show but by the time that eventually comes out after all this other I'm stuff like, i'm gonna be like who's okay. an Ironheart? <laughs> 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 what the fuck yeah yeah so i'm getting pissed at marvel and i wish they could i wish kevin feige was in the room with us now i, I would love to share my thoughts and feelings with him yeah he's probably tired <laughs> he's like Let me take i bet he is <laughs> I bet he's like, I've lost all my hair at this point. Oh. Everybody's fucking breathing down my neck. It's like, <laughs> I get it, boo, but come on now. <laughs> I know he's trying to be in his bag, but. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to a trailer I actually did like. Sorry. I'm guessing you did not watch this, but. No, but I've seen the poster. Yeah, A24 has been hyping this. So this is Ari Aster's new film. He directed Hereditary, which I loved. That is one of the best first features you will ever see. It's incredible what he did on his first film. And then the year right after that, 2019, he did Midsummer, which I don't love as much as everyone else does. I think it has flaws it's in particular. It's really popular though. It's really popular. I think it looks great. I love Florence Pugh. I just think that film is probably like an hour too long for what the story is. But <laughs> I think he's just a very exciting filmmaker. And so his new film, Bo is Afraid, it used to be, it was going to be called Disappointments Boulevard and they changed the name, which is interesting. Um, but that's coming out in April. So A24, they released like a teaser poster a couple of weeks ago and everyone was like, what? And then the trailer came out today. It's a completely original idea. I'm going to read the synopsis that they provided. So Joaquin Phoenix stars in this film. He's a successful entrepreneur and the narrative is going to follow him through multiple decades. He's a paranoid man who embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother in this bold and ingeniously depraved new film from Ari Aster. Um, and then I watched the trailer. I am psyched for this. It looks Ooh. crazy. There's like animated elements in it and it looks wackadoo. It almost looks like a Charlie Kaufman <laughs> film. And I think Charlie Kaufman is a visionary. He only makes a film like every eight years, unfortunately. But very excited. Nathan Lane, Patty Lapone, and Amy Ryan are also in this. That's an interesting supporting mm, cast. Okay. Yeah. So very pumped. Comes out in April. Ooh. All right. Yes. So <laughs> moving on, my last two stories for entertainment are the theme is celebrities why did you say this <laughs> so don Cheadle had an interview with gq magazine recently for some reason and he claimed <laughs> that fans often come up to him to bash the movie oceans 12 to his face he what? this is a sequel to the oceans 11 remake that came out in 2004 that is 19 years ago and apparently yeah. people are coming up to his face and telling him it sucks he said 
I love it that the second movie is the one that people will just unabashedly walk up to me and go, yeah, I hated that one. That one sucked. It's like, cool. You just said that to my face. Like I'm not a person, but all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don Cheeto is so interesting. <laughs> I like really, I bet maybe one person said that. And then he's like, oh my God, I got he, people coming up to me all the time. That stuck with him. That stuck yeah. with him forever. And now he's pissed. Also, sorry, not to be that person that's bogus, but oh. who's coming up to Don Cheadle? <gasps> okay. Sorry. He's in Marvel. I, mean, I feel like some people are probably like, oh my God, Don Cheadle. I mean, yeah, but it's like, again, I feel like he's being a little dramatic about things. <laughs> no, he's definitely being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I he think, is. of course, he's, yeah, he's popular. He's talented, but I don't know. I feel like he he's, hasn't really done anything in a, in a minute. So it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny and random. No, that is funny. Men okay. say the most random shit. Oh, they do. Get ready for the next one, bro. Absolutely unhinged. I know. <laughs> I saw this earlier. <laughs> okay. So my last story is about Hugh Jackman and this interview he had with Chris Wallace on his new show on HBO, who's talking to Chris Wallace. Uh, it's funny because it started as a relatively serious comment where Chris Wallace said, over the years, people have wondered, did you juice? Did you take steroids? And Hugh Jackman said, no, I love my job and I love Wolverine. Um, I got to be careful about what I say here, but I've been told anecdotally what the side effects were of that. And I was like, I don't love it that much. So no, I just did it the old school way, which is crazy. I'm not saying he did steroids, but I'm just saying it is crazy. Cause when you look at his body and some of those X-Men movies, it's crazy that he did that naturally. If he's telling the truth, you're like cocking. Yeah. Out. <laughs> well, I'm like, cause I feel like when people are like, no, I didn't do that. It's like, we didn't ask well, if you did. Yeah. <laughs> and also he, what's he going to say? You think he's really going to say, oh yeah, I totally took steroids. I did steroids. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> um, no, that is interesting. I mean, and I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely rule it out that he did it on his own. Cause it's like, we have seen people either get super jacked or get like super skinny or, you know, whatever yeah, they have to insane. do for the role. So it's like, whoa. But, um, and I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big X-Men follower. <gasps> so, oh, sorry. Oh my God. I love the X-Men. <laughs> I know you do. I um, will come back but, to Marvel wholeheartedly once they bring the X-Men back, if they do them well. <laughs> right. That's the kick. That's the key right there. If they yeah. do them well. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Which, oh my God, they have Halle Berry's Storm costume at the exhibit um, that I went to on Sunday. Yes. Oh my god! They have a lot of really cool. They have good stuff. That's at American History. Really good. Yes. You guys, at least talking about it's like a movies exhibit at American History Museum. Well, it's not movie. It's not just movies. It's just it's entertainment. So it's movies, music, um, and there's TV, and they have like a little bit of like historical sports artifacts. Like they have a baseball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and they have like different gloves that like. Which me and my coworker were talking about this. We were like, like anytime they have like a glove or something used in like really early on sports, they're tiny. And we were like, yeah. we're men's people, hands, like really this. Time? People have grown. It's like when you go back and I remember this. Uh, speaking of the Smithsonian, when my mom used to work on the arts and industry Smithsonian project years ago, and she would give me a tour of the building, which was built, of course, in like the late eighteen hundreds. The spiral staircases, people were shorter. Because even she had to duck a little bit to underneath. The, yeah, 
So people were smaller. Isn't that wild? We were, yeah. And you could like see the progression too. Like when they got to like more like Muhammad Ali's like actual stuff. Yeah. It was like, oh, obviously he was like a big dude, but like the little boxing gloves were like little baby mitts. And we were like, what is this? (laughs) Do you think we're going to be avatar sized at one point? (laughs) Oh my God. Do not say that. That is absolutely. (laughs) I mean, we'll be dead by then, but (laughs) the thought of that is terrifying. Um, But yeah, it's a really good exhibit. Also, one of my favorite parts of the exhibit is that they have on opposite sides of the room. They have like screens where they share like um, one of them is all about different movies. And then one of the other screen is just like the different, I don't know, different entertainment. It's like the intro video and they're both put together like curated by the History Channel. But the screens are curved and they go up above you into the ceiling. And that looks really cool. It's really cool. Um, You you have to go. I'm going to go. I'm very excited to go. Nick wants to go too. We were just going to wait till we assumed that it would be like crazy people no. wanting to see it but you said it wasn't busy so we were li- there on a sunday and it wasn't busy honestly i would just go it's really not okay bad. it's not bad yeah we will go anyway let's get back to hugh jackman <laughs> yeah so another wild thing he said he he was saying you know oh i did the old school way i've eaten a bunch of chickens he said i'm so sorry to all the vegans and vegetarians and to the chickens of the world literally the karma oh is not good for me if the deity i love how he called it the deity has the anything deity? related to chickens i'm in trouble <laughs> What? <laughs> we get it you ate chicken <laughs> and but i then, guess that's what chris evans said he ate when he like had to get jacked up was just yeah. like chicken and ugh. that's the meat yeah, of choice sorry. yeah like unseasoned chicken uh oh. the other wild thing he said um he said he admitted that he studied wolves after accepting the role to first play wolverine this is what he said i had never read the comic book i got the part and i didn't really know anything about it in Australia, we don't have wolverines. I didn't know that was a real animal. I've never heard of a wolverine. I thought it was a made-up animal. You know, like, he's got man hands of seal made up. And so I was passing as I was doing rehearsal at the IMAX. They had this documentary about wolves. And I was like, perfect, because obviously I'm a wolf. I'm part wolf. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Why Isn't is that he funny? like this? It's, he's so random. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. He's charming, though. No, I do love Hugh Jackman. Um, and um, speaking of things that will bring you back to Marvel, I will be seeing Deadpool 3 because he's coming back as Wolverine. Dude, that's going to be crazy. I actually love him as Wolverine. I can't imagine anyone else playing anyone Wolverine. Else. So good yeah. luck to who's ever playing Wolverine next. Maybe you'll surprise me. Or maybe we won't have a new Wolverine and he will stay. Mm, he's got to age at some point. <laughs> There's going to um, be a point yeah. where he just can't anymore so okay but he's not even that old so i think we have right how old Hugh Jack- is he old no he's, he's not in his 50s okay that's not even that old okay if 50s he's 54 are you guys hear this this blasphemy okay no i'm i'm Zach saying, is making him sound like he's in his God. 70s i'm looking i'm right. from a from a marvel corporate perspective that's old they want people in their like early 30s minimum so that they can yeah, play a character for like sam jackson no i'm saying it's changing because now that they have these giant crazy universes where they need someone to come back like for 20 years they're more interested in casting younger so that they can come back for those many years and like little cameos and chicks that's what drives the fans wild <laughs> it's true okay but actually though crazy i didn't realize sam jackson is 74 years old yeah He's old. he's old, but you know, black don't crack, so he doesn't. <laughs> oh. Wow! Oh my gosh! 
Oh, wait, I said that to some, who did I say that to? Oh my God, I said that to a bartender when I was home in Wisconsin. She told me I looked super young. She ID'd me and she was like, oh, I bet that's really great that people think that you're so young. Like that's a blessing. And I said, yeah, well, you know, black don't crack. And she just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. Okay, oh, I'm going to wrap God. up entertainment. However, Nicholas is just spoiling to me. See, oh, oh he's my funny. God. He okay, said, you need to put him on Do Not Disturb. No, he said, it, it's funny because I was just about to say, he's fucking ruining the globes for me because I see his text coming through and he's like, Zendaya won for Euphoria. Blah, blah. And then he just sent me this text. I hope you don't mind my updates, LOL, but I figured you'd want to be in the know. Thanks, honey. But um... well, it's not like you were going to watch it anyway. So don't even act like you're like, he's ruining it for me. Because if we All weren't right. recording, you'd be like, I'm not going to watch it out of protest. I just told you I watched the first half hour. You didn't think I was going to watch more? <laughs> I recorded that shit on my mom's YouTube TV. You're hilarious. Because this right. whole time you were like, why would people even show up? And now you're, you're like, I okay, that I, I am not a celebrity that works in Hollywood. It is not my oh, concern I if I you're show exempt. up. You're exempt. So <laughs> I have no stake in that. I was just saying that I was surprised that so many people did show up as a commentator in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move okay. on to pop culture. <laughs> okay. Damn. Okay. So sorry. Um, okay. This is actually a really um, serious story that I have to start us oh, off. Okay, okay. It's Gonna a sports story, which I feel like I, I haven't talked about sports and pop culture in a long time, if I have at all. But um, I want to talk about this because it's kind of a big deal. And my family and I were watching live TV um, when this all happened. So I can share my experience as a, as a viewer firsthand because this was terrifying. Do you know anything about anything about this at all? I don't know what team he plays for, what game this was, but I heard about what happened and like how he wasn't responding, but now he's doing better. Yeah. Probably okay. won't change the NFL, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you don't know, last week, Monday, the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals were supposed to play like a pretty big game on Monday night football it was supposed to like decide something for the playoffs. I don't really know that many details about it, but it was a big deal. Um, and then like really early on into the game, like 10 minutes into the first quarter, um, 24 year old Damar Hamlin, who plays, um, for the Buffalo bills collapsed after what was a very like routine play. He got hit from, um, he like, actually he was the one tackling, but as he like came down, um, one of the guy that he hit kind of like hit him and they fell on top of each other, whatever. Um, and then he got up and then just kind of like got stiff and fell over, um, and he collapsed after the play and he went into cardiac arrest on the field and had to be resuscitated by paramedics. And he, they were performing CPR on him for nine minutes on the field, like in front of the, like right there. Um, and then he was eventually taken off by an, on, on an ambulance. So then right after that happened, officials told the players that they got five minutes to warm up and then they were going to play again. And it was the coaches and the players that were like looking at each other like that's kind of fucked up. So they were like, no, we're not playing again. And they went into the locker room because they were like, we literally don't like don't know what just happened. Like, we don't know if he's OK, if he's going to live like everybody was scared. Um, and so they were like, no, we're not doing that. So they went into the locker room and they kind of just put like a message on the scoreboard saying that the game was postponed, but it took the NFL like over an hour to actually call the game and say like, we're not going to play again tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, 
I actually, before I go into what's been happening since then, as a viewer, this was like, this is kind of how it went down, like on TV. So we like saw the play and we saw Damar Hamlin like get up and then the camera cut to like the stadium, like the fans. And then they went to a commercial break after that. And it was like, okay. And then they came back to the commercial from the commercial break and they were like, so we don't really know what's going on. And they were like showing the faces of the players. And they were like, one of the players on the Buffalo Bills is down. That's all they said. He's down. Um, but we don't really know what's going on. They were showing the faces of the players. And I got really scared because they were all like hysterical, like in tears. And I was like, okay, this, oh. what isn't normal? Like if yeah. a player is down, usually everybody just kind of like stands and waits for him to get up. But like, they were hysterical, like crying, hugging each other, like freaking out. Um and so we were like, what's going on? So then they kind of like then gave like more context and they were like, he collapsed after um, the play. And unfortunately they did actually show what happened. I think after that, they realized that they had to, they, they shouldn't have shown that because um, like, again, people didn't know if he was going to survive. So um, they showed it like one time and we were like, oh my God. And then they were saying that they've been doing CPR on him for 10 minutes and the players had formed kind of like a, um, like they had blocked, uh, like circled around each other to block everybody, the cameras and the audience from seeing what happened. Yeah. But that meant that they saw everything. Like they saw their teammate being resuscitated on the field. So that was really sad. And then basically after that, for like the next few hours, like the TV, um, commentators were just kind of like vamping and like having a discussion on like what this means for like future protocols, like how this is like really a rude awakening. Like they just kind of had to keep talking about it because it was like they had the airtime and the game got called off. So that was just, it was like really weird. And it just felt like we were all just kind of sitting there like, oh my God. And then for a long time, I would say like for the whole rest of the night, like maybe it was around 1 a.m. We got an official update from the Buffalo Bills. Nobody knew if that guy was alive or not. So it was like really scary. We were like, did we just watch someone die on national TV? I don't know. Hmm. So that was scary as a viewer. Um, So then since then, fans have been taking to the internet, of course, to comment on the NFL's like lack of empathy for the players, like telling them you have five minutes to warm up and then we're going to play again after they just had to see their teammate again, who they didn't know was alive or not, receive CPR on the field. Um, And then also kind of just like a lack of medical support for uh, and obviously like a contact sport, because this is not the first time this season that something well, this is the first time ever that something like this bad has really happened, but this season has been really bad as far as like player safety. Um, so earlier the Miami dolphins quarterback had a really scary concussion incident where he was cleared to play after like falling on his head multiple times, like in an earlier game. And then they cleared him to play. And then like he, he got hit again and he got like, he got up and then like started like I don't even know. It was really scary to watch. Like he was like twitching, like he got really stiff and was like twitching. Like his hands were like this and it was like really bad. So he obviously like had a concussion and then like made it worse um, from playing again, even though they cleared him to play. And then another time um, earlier in December, one of the new England Patriots um, had to like actually physically like wait, like, frantically stopped the play that was about to start because his teammate 
again, in a previous play had gotten hit and then got up and was like, yeah, I'm good. And then when they were like getting in position to run another play, he like could not get in the right position. Like he kept moving and like, wasn't like standing still and just kept like kind of falling over. So his teammate was like, Hey, let's stop the game. My guy's obviously not okay. And then later he was diagnosed with a concussion. And so it's like, why does, um, people like the teammate have to be the one to, to see that and then stop the game. And so apparently like the league mandates almost like 30 medical professionals at every game total, but they still heavily rely on players to self-report concussion symptoms and people, there's just been a lot of commentary of like people saying like, this clearly isn't working because this has happened. It's been really bad this season. And actually the article that I have linked on our, um, outline I thought was just really interesting and also kind of confirmed to me for me personally because I had been saying like I feel like this is it's been really bad this season but the fact that somebody else has seen it too and like the players union has been um bugging the NFL about it so it's just it's getting really bad um luckily um I didn't say this earlier but luckily DeMar Hamlin is okay he was discharged from Cincinnati the Cincinnati hospital and moved to a hospital in Buffalo New York yesterday um, but after the game, like they put him in a medically induced coma, he had a breathing tube. And then finally, like two days ago, he was able, he like woke up and was actually like communicating again with people, but it was really scary for at least like that first night, everybody was like, did this guy just die on TV? It was really crazy on Twitter. Well, that's a relief. Um, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> I really don't think the NFL gives a shit. No, I, don't think they're and that's, gonna I do guess anything. that's the point I'm trying to make is that they clearly don't give a shit. And that's like really fucked up. Yeah. And I'm sure they're protected from probably any sort of lawsuit because, you know, these players sign their life away. Um, True. I mean, they're part of the league. So, yeah, I mean, they are. I don't like I don't know if you know this, but like athletes are all like unionized. So they have their own like protections um, with their unions, but I think it's not up, like it shouldn't get to a point, you know, it's not up to the union to be, to have to like fight for well, protections yes. and like support from the NFL. Like, I feel like if you are putting these, you know, men out there to do these things, I mean, of course they get paid, but it's like one of the commentators on sports center, actually, after this with DeMar Hamlin happened, he was saying like, when I was 24 years old, I thought I just got like the gig of my lifetime. Like I never really, like I didn't think I could die from doing this. And so it's like, sure, they're making a lot of money and this is great for them. But at the same time, like, is that really worth their life? No. Well, I mean, some people would argue that that's their choice, I suppose. I mean, a very small part of me, I, I don't like the, the inaction, the lack of commentary, but a very small part of me kind of understands the position that NFL is in because to call into question like what you can really do for these players in terms of safety kind of just calls into question the whole legitimacy of the game in the first place. Like, is this a safe game period? There's only so much you can do. And of course they don't want to answer that question. That is a billion dollar industry. They don't want to question. And so that like football is never going away period. Americans love it too much. There's too much money in it. It's not going away. And so then it's just a question of like, okay, if you are a player, like as an individual, do you want to play this game? Yes, you will most likely get heavily compensated. I personally think NFL players and just sports players in general are vastly overpaid. But 
you know, you are getting paid to basically put your life on the line. Like that is a risk. So it's a tricky subject for sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's just, it's just, it's interesting. Cause that's like never something that you feel like you have to think about when you're playing sports. Um, but yeah. it is like, I mean, we've seen, I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on the sport too. Like we've seen more people lose their life from some sports than others, but this was really like a rude awakening. I think for just like people that play football in general, because again, like they never think, Oh, I could die from, you know, like it's just fun, fun games for them. They're like just living their dream. And then this happens and they were like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Of course it depends on the sport. Like I'm sure NASCAR, they've had a bunch of deaths. But oh well, yeah, the, yeah. Many, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, how many deaths has seen... golf had? You know, so <laughs> it just depends on what you're going into, I suppose. No, definitely. Um, but yeah, so just something that's in discussion right now as far as football and football is only going to continue to ramp up as the playoff season gets started, and then we will have that Rihanna concert with the football <laughs> um, in February. Yep. So that'll be fun. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is Prince Harry oversharing in his new memoir, which is coming out this month, which I'm so excited for. Honestly, I have to give them, I have to give their team props because the way that they've stayed in the public consciousness for, I would say the last, like the holiday season, they've really like, we've talked about them every episode pretty much. I know. And so the timing on this was, well, it was a choice. We'll say chef's that. kiss. But, yeah. And then he did, he did the Anderson Cooper interview. Harry don't give a fuck. Harry's like, I'm <laughs> officially done with y'all. Um, but I feel like some of the things that I I've read that have come out of this book, um, like a little bit, like, did we need to know that? No. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to read some of the things that he has shared with us. Um, All these things are so funny. I know. So the first one is apparently he had frostbite on his penis at William and Kate's wedding. Thanks. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Good for you. <laughs> that sheath didn't protect you. Um. <laughs> He's British. I don't know, dude. <laughs> um, and then he also shared that he lost his virginity to an older woman behind a pub. Cool. Also, I feel wild. like that's a thing. But I've seen this so many times, like on TikTok, when men share how they lose their virginity, it's almost always to like an older woman, and it's like what's okay, going on but i need more context like i want to know woman can you please speak out and tell us how it was to woman? make love to prince harry i'm sure she knew who he was oh of course i think that's wild yeah i don't even know how he got away with that but again <laughs> i mean he was the spare so i don't think they cared that much about him to begin with but not the spare <laughs> that's what his book is called because that's what they call him oh that's why it's called that the heir and then the spare is the second child, the second son. Oh, see, I was like, celebrities just love picking one word titles. For no, he is the spare because that's what they referred to him as. Oh, like Diana Spare, which is fucked up. Wait, how many pe- how many like tragedies would have to occur for him to take the throne? Obviously, William would have to perish. And his so like if William and all his kids died in a car accident, would Harry be the king or would is there someone else? I'm just saying. I'm just um, no, Harry is next in line after William's youngest son and daughter. Right. Well, his daughter. Well, his daughter. So actually, she is the first woman in the family to not be moved back in line after her mom had another oh. son. 
So she's actually in line before her younger brother. So it goes like, obviously their dad. Yeah. So it's like their dad. Uh, what's his name? Charles. Yeah. And then William and then William's son. Uh, the first one, which is, yeah. his name is escaping me. And then the daughter. And then the daughter. Charlotte. And then the other son. Yeah. It's Georgie, Louis. Charlotte, and then Louis. Louis. And, and then, then Harry. Harry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, if, like I said, William, Kate, and all their kids died in a plane crash or a car crash or something, then Harry would be the king. Um, but I also we know Charles is actually... kicking the bucket soon. He's not going to last longer than like. I doubt months. it. I doubt <laughs> it. But I also feel like there must be some technicalities with him and Megan like renouncing their title. So I don't oh. know if he has a spot. You know. No, that would be interesting. Yeah. The crown would get more material. But maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I don't really know what the tea is, but yeah. So anyway, back to the story, the things that he has shared in his book, in addition to losing his virginity to some random woman behind a pub, he also did shrooms at Courtney Cox's house. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then this is where it starts to get funny because he's like talking about his brother, William. (laughs) So I guess there was like some drama with, Harry being allowed to have a beard for his wedding, but William not being allowed to have any facial hair for his wedding. And so apparently Harry got permission from the queen to have facial hair at his wedding. And William was like salty about that because he didn't like that. Harry was able to enjoy something that he wasn't allowed to have. But then I think there's also the fact that like Harry can grow it and William can't. I was just going to so... say. <laughs> and then his the next is topic is that <laughs> Harry calls <laughs> William's hair loss, and I quote, alarming. (laughs) (laughs) He's shady for that one. Which is so funny. That is just so funny to me. Um, And then also he he said that William and Kate were huge fans of Suits and were like starstruck when Harry told them that he was dating Meghan Markle, who was on the show. So I think that that's kind of funny and ironic. That is funny. Something that's not on this list that I saw, he quoted Spice Girls at one point in this book <laughs> literally the if you want to be my lover you got to w- get with my friend is in this Stop. book Ew, I hate that. it's in the like you know the thing where like it's in italics in its own little yeah i don't really oh, know the context but it's no. in there <laughs> i want to read this book so bad you should oh, does That's he do the audiobook like my, my resolution <gasps> does is there an audiobook if there's well, an it's audiobook, not, oh yeah it's not out yet I, but hold on uh, i'm i'm gonna look into that because if he does the audiobook yeah that's something I would listen to. I I would be very interested in listening to that. Yes, as well. I think it's a cop out, Harry. If you don't, <laughs> honestly, who doesn't read their own memoir for the audiobook? Like, come on. Oh my God, have Megan read it. <gasps> she, she already does podcasting now. Oh my God, if <laughs> Megan read it, I would one. Oh my God, don't even. Don't even. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Um, so that was all the tea that I had from Prince Harry's book. If you want to read it, it's coming out actually really soon. I think this week, maybe. Um, so, yeah. And then another story that I had that I just have to share is that Sean Mendes shaved his head. Okay, I'm going to react to this for the first time. I have not seen it. So I'm okay. opening up the link. Uh, is, is it going to show it to me or do I have to? You have to oh. scroll like a little bit. Oh, this is disappointing. I thought they meant like bald. 
Oh, this isn't even really oh, a buzz cut. It's no. just like really short hair. Well, I feel like this is a buzz if you have um You're using like a like a foreguard or something. Straight. Well, I feel like if you have like straight, which he doesn't have straight hair, but I mean if you have like thick hair, this is a buzz, I feel like. His hairline's a little jacked. He still jacked, has though. hair. His that hairline is peak. jacked. Well, I don't even think that's a widow's peak. Like it looks like they shaved it like that. Cause like a widow's peak doesn't go that pointy. Like, look at it. It looks like yeah, there's like I hair. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on. I will say I don't hate it, but I liked his curly hair better. He was one of those like white men that was just blessed with really good hair. Yeah, he and had I, luscious hair. Just, he did, and so it's like, why didn't he do that? Wait, wait, wait. The the subtitle for this Buzzfeed story is funny. More like Shorn Mendez. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And then they put ha ha ha. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, my so, mouse yeah, just happened. died. Wow. You you heard it here first. My mouse is dead. Next mouse died. Okay, this pad. is my last. Um. Uh, I almost said public relations story. Oh my god, I need to go to bed. <laughs> this is my last pop culture story before we go to or before. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> before we go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to stop. Um. Ely's okay. going to sleep right after this episode. When did you go to bed yeah. last night, Ely? Well, I go to bed at like 1 a.m. every night. Same. <laughs> yeah. Maybe later. I don't know. Anyway, my last pop culture story before we do our media moment is that Emily Ratajkowski and Eric Andre went on two dates this week. Like, let that sink in. M. Rada and Eric Andre. I thought she was with Pete. They broke up. These things happen so fast. I know that one did happen pretty fast, but, um, you know, I love that she's in her like villain era. She got divorced oh, and now yeah. she's like, who, who's next? <laughs> well, it's like that. Uh, I think it was a TikTok that we talked about this whole idea of like, you're wondering why all these gorgeous women end up with guys that aren't considered like objectively high. Okay, it's because they're probably really nice. That's what I keep saying though, right. too. I'm like hot or Men who are not that attractive but are also like really insecure about it think that women like these like super insane, Incels. like jacked, like gorgeous yeah. men. And it's like, no, we don't care about that. Like men think so little of women. It's like <laughs> we like the Pete Davidsons. Yeah, the ones that respect y'all and are funny. Women yeah, and like are funny, humor. enjoyable to be around. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. So congrats to them for going on two dates. That's really cute. It was just so random. I saw it on Demois twice and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Andre. Hmm. Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) Are you ready for those media moments? Yeah, totally. It's time for the media moment. Okay, so I'm going to go first this time. I went back and, and our uh, two episodes ago, you went first when you were talking Damn, about Harry and Megan. I was going first this week. Sorry, I'm going first. And I'm going to be talking about a little film called Megan. Otherwise, oh, a different Megan? Mathrigan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mathrigan? It, it came out uh, this past weekend, of course. Viral sensation. Uh, it's about the Yassified doll that has a mind of her own and and has something to say and do about it uh you know horror thriller from blumhouse yeah Mm -hmm. so nick and i saw it because uh we are gay and we're on tiktok so how could we not and the film actually did surprisingly well it opened with over 30 million dollars wow owing in 
mostly in part to its viral stardom. But um, I would give this film like like a 6.5 out of 10. I actually hmm. don't have much to say about it because I there were some parts like when it's campy, it works. And I was having a great time. Um, yeah. I don't think this is a spoiler because I'm not going to tell you any context about it. But at one point, Megan pinned someone to a wall and says, you ungrateful little bitch. And I wanted more of that. Like she only uses the word bitch once in the whole movie. <gasps> That's disappointing. <laughs> I'm that just is saying. disappointing. And so I think if it was rated R. Oh, it, it wasn't rated R. No, it was PG-13. For some reason, I thought it was rated R, but it's not. It's PG-13. Uh, I feel like that's just a safe rating. I don't well, know. It gives them more Whatever. money. I mean, the film already has made money with one weekend. And so that's a yeah. success story, especially <gasps> these days. They the should release office. like an unrated version. No, they should. I would... Maybe they're saving the, the good stuff for that. Maybe. And I would watch that. But yeah, I was just a little disappointed because it wasn't as campy as it could have been. It was still very entertaining. My our screening, what we went um on a Saturday afternoon was packed. The whole theater was packed. So the audience was kind of fun because everyone was reacting to stuff. I feel like that's what you want when you see a horror movie. It wasn't scary. Oh. I'll just say that it was not scary. There were a couple of jump scares, but it doesn't mean it was scary. Um, it was it was funny. It was very funny. I just think it could have done more, you know. Um, mm, I want okay. to see more of Megan. There is a cliffhanger at the end. Um, <gasps> I guarantee you, especially with this big opening, Megan's coming back. And oh, I, I was just, gonna say, you know, Jason Blum is gonna milk the shit out of this character. Yes, and I plead with you, Jason Blum, please do not just call the sequel Megan Two. Please call it Megan Returns or Megan Lives. I would love Megan Lives. I think that's a great title. And then when you make wow. Megan three, then you really call it with three again. You know, <laughs> like then you keep the Stop three in there. Doing that. Yeah. So that's amazing. Well, hold, fingers crossed Jason Blum listens to our podcast. Oh, God. Hope so. Or Megan herself. She's listening through the airwaves. That yeah. would be iconic. I mean, it is exciting in a sense because it's like a new character is born. You know, like, this, this was is, really fresh. This was yeah. really fresh. This is a new like horror icon slay moment. And I'm glad I was there for that, you know? Yeah, so. we're a part of history. <laughs> Make the sequel rated R, have her say more swear words, and I'm set. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked it's not rated R. That's crazy. That's yeah. so annoying. Ugh. Yeah. Because it's like, you know those kids are going to sneak into the movie anyway. Which yeah. actually, fun fact, um, this is my little experience with Jason Blum when I was in middle school and paranormal oh. activity. Paranormal activity was on the rise. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I told my mom, or eighth grade maybe, I was in middle school. I told my mom that I was going to see the social network. Um, I did not oh. see the social network. My <sighs> friends and I snuck into paranormal activity too. Oh my and God. And that movie scared me so bad. <laughs> I was a sheltered little, like, 14 year old. And that movie scared me. And I came home and I was like, oh, that's why my mom told me I shouldn't go see it. Like now I'm scared, but I can't tell her that I'm scared because she thinks that I saw the social network. You're like, she's um, like, how'd you like the movie? You're like, oh, it was, it was really scary. Yeah, I was, I was scared. Um, And now looking back, I'm like, really bitch? <laughs> well, it's funny. I, do I was remember so sheltered though as a child. That movie has one of the most ingenious jump scares of all time because it truly comes out of nowhere do you remember the in the kitchen 
when all the sudden when all the oh my god that i remember that scared me the first time i watched it because it really can't you thought it was peaceful and then just out of nowhere yeah which sorry i realized we didn't actually say what it was so those who are listening we're talking about in paranormal activity too when all oh, yeah. the like cabinets open at once all the dishes like that were hanging on the ceiling, like everything yeah. falls in the kitchen that is that was terrifying also there's a part in the movie where a like the first it's like one of the first like few weird things that start happening where like bird a bird or birds like start flying into the windows oh so yeah. that night when i got home it was like really <laughs> windy out and something hit the window in my ha- in my family's <laughs> house and again that scared the daylights out of me i was like oh my god the devil is here like <laughs> i was so scared you're but, funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well what's your media moment it's definitely not paranormal okay. activity too i'm so excited to talk about this um okay so i think i actually brought this up a couple of weeks ago um how they released a new Bratz B-R-A-T-Z uh, video game. And I was saying how that's so fun and nostalgic, but I didn't want to pay for it myself because like the reviews were just okay. Um, it's on the Switch, which you have. Yes, on Switch. So I was like, okay, I'll wait for it. Um, it went on sale, but it wasn't like on sale enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll get it. And then my dad was like, what else do you want for Christmas? I got, I wanted to like get you something else. And I was like, oh, so I sent him the <laughs> listing to the game at, at on Target's website and it said it was sold out. So I was like, I mean, I want this game, but if you can't find it, like it's not that big of a deal. Turns out he found it somehow and he oh. got it for me. And I was like genuinely shocked when I opened it because I didn't think he was going to be able to get it. And I spent, I kid you not, like oh, no. all of the first few days of my winter break playing that game. Like I was obsessed she said screw zach's game that he got me oh my god i bought i got a lot of games you guys um (laughs) so i spent all my time playing that game and it was a blast um so for context i wanted to kind of talk about the storyline and then give my critiques and then my recommendation what's it what's it called again it's called brats flaunt your fashion work um, so the storyline of the game, um, which kind of, and I, I haven't watched or like consumed any Bratz media, um, since I was like a kid. So I don't fully know how the storyline has been updating throughout the years. Um, but after like the Bratz Rock Angels movie came out, like the thing was that the Bratz had started their own magazine called Bratz Magazine. Um, <laughs> Great title. <laughs> And so this story picks up with them doing an interview for their magazine. They're interviewing this like fashion designer. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's, they live in this city called Stylesville. So this fashion designer Stylesville. is Stylesville <laughs> and they're interviewing him. So they interview him. And then after they do this interview, like a bunch of opportunities start to open up for them, which is something I love about the brats is that like, they're painted to be like the most like generous, awesome people. And I'm like, this is hilarious because these girls are so fucking like lucky. Like all these things start <laughs> happening for them. And it's like, oh, and you won this and you did this. And it's like, what? So like they do this interview and then the next story, like part of the storyline is that after the interview, then they win um, like a contest to go to like the X games. I think it like something, I don't know the, the actual X name in the games. game. But like, you know, the the X Games, like yes. in real life, but it has a different name in the game, obviously. Um, 
they get to go to Barcelona to do that. And then after they're in Barcelona, they get to go to Seoul. And then after wow. they're in Seoul, they get to go to um, uh, New York for this huge fashion event. Wow. The way so I've been like to all these get, places. <laughs> they get all these insane opportunities. And it's like, this is so funny. So that's like the storyline that you do. And then there's a bunch of side quests that you can do where you meet people and they need help. Oh, I lost my dog or, oh my God. <laughs> I can't, you know, a bunch of small side quests. Um, so it's it's really fun. And the side quests are really cute because then you also get to, like there's this one girl who's at every location. And it's so funny because every time you run into her, they say, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And she has the same answer. She said, oh, I'm working on my like fashion photo project. Do you guys want to be a part of it? She says that every time and they ask her every time. What are you doing here? Like, what do you at this point? What do you think? And so for that side quest in particular, those were my favorites because you got to like style us a look um, specifically to like what she asked for and you could and then you take photos together. Oops. And so then while you're going through all these events, all these things, you're also like picking up stories for the magazine. Um, and so that's really fun. And then it ends at this big fashion event in New York. Um, but my my critique of it is. I agree with the reviews that it is not worth paying full price for because it was so short. Like I finished that. You know, I finished that game in what, like two days. Three yeah. I'm going to consult one of the best video game websites. It's called how long to beat. And it gives you an oh, average of how long it takes I would love to, to beat know. a game. So I'm going to look that up. Bratz flaunt your fashion. Flaunt your fashion. Oh my God. Wait, it it's not on here. <gasps> I love how they have, they have, Bratz for PlayStation 1, Bratz Forever Diamonds for PS2, Bratz Babies for Game Boy Advance, but they don't have Bratz Flaunt Your Fashion. Wait, that, am I spelling maybe it right? Maybe nobody's beat it yet. Do they Dear still A play it? Z. Yeah, they still uh, spell it with the Z, right? Bratz Flaunt. flaunt. Your fashion. Hold on, I'm looking at it. It's not on there. No results. What the hell? Wow, that's so bogus. Okay, you need to well, be the first one to log your hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't even know if, is there a way on the Switch I can see how long I spent playing that game? Um, Some games, like on your save file, it'll, it'll say your time spent, but not all oh, games. Okay. So it might be on well, there. But yes, you finish that, it very it was, quickly. I finished it very quickly. And I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't even like being that psycho about it. Like I would play it for <laughs> like maybe an hour and then I put it down. It like, it really is really short. So I was kind of disappointed and I didn't really realize what they were trying to say. Cause once you leave from Seoul to go to New York, it like keeps telling you, um, it like, but they don't tell you that it's the end of the game. They say like, oh, after like, there's going to be no more, they say it like, oh, after this adventure, like, you know, make sure that you have done everything that you wanted to do. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And it was like basically <laughs> telling me that I still had uncompleted side quests, but I was, I didn't know. So I was like, okay. And then I went to New York and it's like, once you're in New York, that's it. Like that's the end. Like you finished out the last thing and then that's the end of the game. So I was like in New York, you know, doing all the little quests that I had to do. <laughs> and then the credits started rolling and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> And something else that I didn't like is that there's no like open, like free play. Like you're either playing the game or you're not. Like you can't just like go around and well, change outfits. Like that's well, I have a lingering question. What is the gameplay? Like what are you doing besides talking to people? Are you like other mini games where you get to go fashion yes. shows? Or, Sorry, like, there's mini games. Um, I would say most of the time that there's like a, t a thing that you're doing, it's through a mini game. Okay. So like 
the first one, um, well, the first like big task is to interview this fashion designer. And it's actually like a, a, you get to pick what questions you ask him and then he answers. And then um, the next, the X games thing is a mini game. Cause again, somehow a player gets injured and we need a whole team's worth of people oh God, to come stop. in. So you the Brats volunteer. <laughs> well, so you do, but it's like the same format of a oh mini game for multiple. It's it's hard to explain, but it is it's mini games. Um, so that one you do a mini game, and then there's like a guitar hero style mini game where you have to like, or like it's kind of like Dance Dance Revolution where you have to like click the right button when the thing comes rolling down the screen. Uh-huh. I'm looking at pictures um, of all this. Yeah. Looks like there's a yoga one. There's a yoga mini game. (laughs) And the yoga mini game is kind of like the same format as the X Games mini game. And then there's also like you can do like a a little, you can like rent out like roller skates or like a bike or not a bike. It's like roller skates or um, a scooter. And then you can do like a race on the scooter. Whoa. And then you can also, there's a lot of photo projects too. So every time you like interview someone for the magazine, you have to take a photo of them or a selfie with them. And so that's another thing too. You have to get a really, you have to get a good photo and it like. So a vast array of things to do. Yeah, it's fine. But again, there's no like free play. So it's like once you finish the game, you can't like go back and like just beep bop around like that's <laughs> it. Like you're done. Oh. So I was like, ugh, I wish I could go back because I, you know, I was a- a- accumulating some cute little outfits, like lots of fun things. Like I wanted to go back to that. Um, And you get to choose which brats you play as every time you change a city. So I played as like Sasha to start and then I played as Yasmin and then I played as Jade and then I went back to Sasha because I'm sorry, but Chloe is so annoying. She gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> um, but, oh, sorry, I forgot the other thing I wanted to say. This game is really cool because some of the original actors came back to voice the characters. Oh, so that's cool. Chloe has the same voice actor. Um Oh gosh, I literally looked it up because I wanted to be able to say it on the podcast and I totally forgot. It's Chloe and then one of the guy characters, I think his name is Dylan, is the same actor. And then there was a third, I think Yasmin, or no, maybe not. There's it's like okay, three girl. people that come <laughs> back. Yeah, sorry, I can't remember. Um, which also, did you know that uh, Tia Maori played Sasha in the original movies? No. Crazy. I didn't know that either. Um, so yeah, sorry. All that to say it is a really fun game. It is nostalgic, but I would not recommend either get it as a gift, like ask someone else to buy it for you or wait till it goes on like super sale and pay for it. Like next to as not, like no money because you heard it here first. You know, what would be ideal, short. you know, it'd be ideal. Imagine my universe fashion boutique, but like with the Bratz branding. Okay. I would love that. I think that's what people were hoping they would do. I mean, I like the storyline, but it's like, I want to be able to keep doing stuff after that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so lame. Well, you didn't pay for it. So yeah. So I'm like, awesome. yeah, I'm glad I got it. But yeah, <laughs> Thanks, that John. was fun. Thanks, John. Love you. Well, thank you for letting us know about that and me. Cause I was very curious since you haven't really told me about it. Yeah. I've been thinking Whew. it. Well, I, br- I guess that brings us to the end. Wow. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys more next week. Do you agree? Have a good night. Do, you agree? do I agree? Yeah, you I'm going to be really here. Pretty. <laughs> you think you're going to be <laughs> here next week? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll be here next week. Sick. So will I. <laughs>
Cool. Okay, have a good night. Bye. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>